Train Hard Live Strong family. What's going on, everyone? Hope everyone had a great, awesome, fun weekend and you are ready to crush this brand new week coming your way by listening to an amazing episode here on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. You already know who I am. I'm your host, Coach Matt, owner of Athletic Beans Training and Apparel. And today on the show, we have someone incredible, y'all. A two-time CrossFit Games athlete on a team in 2015 and 19, a nutrition coach with The Method Now, and CrossFit seminar staff, a CrossFit level three certified, completely an amazing, amazing person. And I cannot wait for y'all to listen to this episode, y'all. It's going to be super valuable, so fun, so educational, knowledgeable, and inspirational, just giving you the motivation you need to start off this week and day off right, y'all. If you want to go ahead and head over to her Instagram, it is cfkate. Uh, on Instagram, okay, C-F-K-A-T-E on her profile. She has amazing stuff on how to help you move better, how to do, you know, some, uh, some of CrossFit lifts or Olympic lifts a little bit better, how to move your body better, you know, how to move it and stay injury free for as long as possible. She also throws out a lot of nutrition, education and value. And not just that, but some mindset stuff too. But if you go ahead and head over there, she's got, I'm telling you, y'all, amazing amounts of knowledge, inspiration, motivation. And when it comes down to training, it should be fun. It should be something that you look forward to. And she really brings that to the table, y'all. So I'm super excited to have her here on the show. And before we hop in, y'all, if you were to leave a nice five-star review to show some love to the Train Hunter podcast, it would mean the world to us here. And it would help other people around the world find the podcast a lot faster so that we can impact lives across the world across the nation right y'all and if right now you are struggling with finding workouts that you um, that you want to do that you want to get results in some progress or something that you want to do on the go maybe you are traveling or maybe you just don't want to go to the gym yet because of COVID and stuff you just don't want to go in there and and touch weights and be around other people but you want to get an amazing workout and still achieve goals I have an amazing platform and also have tons of free home hit workouts on my YouTube channel Matthew Fitness Trainer But I also have an exclusive platform with all my exclusive workouts. And right now we have a 10-minute ab, uh, five-day series that you can jump into, have fun with. And it is there at hityourgoals.vhx.tv, H-I-I-T-Y-O-U-R-G-O-A-L-S.vhx.tv. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the show, Kate Gordon. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here, and you're listening to the Train Hard Live Strong Podcast, where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers, and people who have gone through dramatic transformations, and we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode here on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. And today we have an amazing guest speaker, y'all, over there in Australia. So without further ado, let's welcome Kate Gordon. Hey, Kate, how you doing? So good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you are in, you said Melbourne, Australia, right? Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, I can't even say it properly, Melbourne. Yeah, so it's, (laughs) um, it's like East Coast, South part of Australia. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. And then just right now you were saying that you are going into spring. 
Exactly. We've just come out of the depths of winter and we are starting to get warm. I think that is crazy. <laughs> so right now, as so everyone's listening, right? And uh, right now it is 6 p.m. Houston and it is 9 a.m. in Australia where she's at. And it's crazy because like we are going into like fall-ish and like mm. winter, like we're still in summer, but you're coming like behind us. Yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> I think that's nuts. That's nuts. So uh, and how long have you been there for your whole life? No, I've been in Melbourne for coming up two years. I've been in Australia for coming up seven years, but I grew up in New Zealand, so I'm a little bit of a nomad. Wow. Okay, so so where did you so you're is that you were born in New Zealand, you said? I was born in Auckland, New Zealand, yeah. Wow. So what kind of brought you to Australia? Um, I got into CrossFit coaching and that was when I was, I was living in the U S for a period. I did some studying over there. And then when I was back in New Zealand, after my visa had expired, Mm. I was working for seminar staff, which was mostly in Australia. So I'd been flying to different cities in Australia almost every weekend. Um, and it just didn't make sense for me to be in New Zealand. And one of the trainers that I'd been working with, his gym needed a new coach and he offered me the job and I just jumped on it and moved over. Well, there you go. How cool is that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sweet, sweet. Okay, cool. So I'm very excited to hear more about you and, and, and just talk to you more about CrossFit and everything that you love. But for everyone who uh, is listening and doesn't know who you are, our current listeners, future listeners, can you give like a nice little background story on how you kind of became who you are today? Yeah, so I was always active as a kid. Like I, I never played super competitive sports, but I, I had a super active childhood. Like During winter, we were on the mountains skiing every single year. During summer, we were behind the boats, wakeboarding every single year. Like, we were just, like, very active family. Um, And growing up through school, I did a little bit of everything. I did a little bit of martial arts, a little bit of gymnastics, um, a little bit of, like, athletics and running. But my main thing was dance. I was a dancer. That was what I loved. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah, like I wanted to go and study dance and that was my just real passion Um, and I love to perform. So I actually went to university studying um, a Bachelor of Arts degree with a major in performing arts and a minor in dance. Um, And then what happened was my first first or second year, I snapped my ACL skiing that year. Um, And so it put me out of, yeah, put me out of dance for about a year. But what was funny is that what came out of that is I had to rehab from surgery and I did a lot of prehab as well. So I got into training with a personal trainer. I got into running. I just got into like the gym scene and I'd not, I'd done a little bit here and there and I'd always been around the gym because my parents were such gym bunnies. Uh-huh. Um, like my, some of my earliest memories are the crash at the gym. Like I have a lot of memories from being at the gym <laughs> with my parents. Right. Um, so I started going to the gym a lot more and I just started seeing um, progress and I just kind of fell in love with that thing that feeling of getting better at something uh and I was still training at a gym and doing the classes I was always the group fitness class go and then I was running the front desk of another gym it was a beautiful big tennis center brand new had a lovely modern gym and then I bought a group on like a an online voucher for a month of unlimited CrossFit I think it was like $30 30 days unlimited I went once and I was like uh I mean it was I really liked it I thought the session was awesome And I went in the second time and they remembered my name. And that was like, that was a big turning point for me because I'd been going to the gym for years. And this was the same gym that my parents had been going to for years and no one knew who I was. And when I went back to this CrossFit gym for the second session and they were like, hey, Kate. And I was like, 
how do you know my name? <laughs> this is insane. You remember me? Wow. Right. Like, it's such a special thing. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, I still wasn't convinced. I was like, you look, it's really expensive. I have, I work at a gym and I have another gym membership. I was wow. a recent graduate at the time. It didn't make sense to, you know, get a really expensive CrossFit membership. But the woman who was the coach and ran the gym gave me an offer I could not refuse. She was like, look, we'll give you a six month student special. And it was dirt cheap. And I was like, fine, sign me up. I was just like, totally like, okay, like Jesus, take the wheel. Fine. Yeah, I'm hooked. <laughs> yeah and uh, three months in, that was when I was like, it took about, it, like it really did take three months for me. And I remember, remember going from, you know, one CrossFit session a week to doing two to doing three. And it was just really pro- like slowly I would build up. I just, I couldn't do a lot. And then um, I traveled overseas for a vacation with family and visited another CrossFit affiliate. And I'd never been to another CrossFit affiliate at that point. And, and three months in, I went to this different affiliate, different country, different city. And it was like, I was just welcomed with open arms. And it was like, I realized that this was a community that I would have access to around the world. And people yeah. were amazing. And we had all these like like things in common that with people I'd never met before, you know, and it was, I'm still friends with most people today. So that was a really big turning point for me. And from that point forward, I, I basically went and got my level one. I started working at a CrossFit gym. I started coaching. It all just snowballed. I got my level two. I started working on seminar stuff. It just like, it just, it kind of took its own path. I finished my degree. I ended up switching to a major in film and a minor in performing arts. So I still have a degree. Wow. Hasn't been used, hasn't been touched. Um, <laughs> So that's awesome. My parents are <laughs> proud of me. Um, but yeah, I just totally got into this CrossFit thing and have been, yeah, in love with it ever since. So it's, it just, it, it was something I could have never, you know, guessed that I would have done, but it totally took me by surprise and I've loved every minute of it. That's so cool. So, okay. So real quick, what kind of dance was it that you like specialized in or you liked a, a lot of? Yeah. So through high school, I did a lot of jazz ballet and like hip hop and contemporary. Oh, wow. And once I transitioned to, into university, it was mostly modern contemporary style dance. So um, mm. the freaky weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you still like, do you still kind of do it like on like fun time? I don't. I, I used to occasionally drop into a dance studio at, when I was living in Brisbane, um, but I haven't really been doing it since I've been in Melbourne. It's just something that it, it, it became, you know, like not a priority. And, and I just yeah. felt, I found the same passion that I had for dance with CrossFit because awesome. you have the same, you learn things, there's highly technical things, it's very skilled. So I, I was able to apply the same things that I loved in dance and in, into CrossFit. So I, I feel like CrossFit's become the new thing, the, the new dance for me. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. So what, what I think is very fascinating is that you uh, you grabbed on to CrossFit because of the basically the community, like the energy that, and you yeah. can tell by by looking at you or even just listening to or watching the videos that people know who you are already. Um, that you're very like vibrant and and energetic and and you know smiling. You're very like firm and focused. Like you have all these good characters and and futures and stuff. And it seems as if that you would be that um, person to come into a room that is like maybe everyone in there is not so happy or upbeat and you could bring that fire to that room yeah and you know I've not always been super like the ball of energy that I am like I was definitely very shy and like I'm very quiet when I'm even even if I go into a gym as a drop-in like which I love to do it's one of my favorite things I love to just go into a gym no one knows who I am and I just kind of like waltz into <laughs> a class and it's it's the best and I just love sitting back and just being coached and learning like I love being a student 
So yes. um, I definitely haven't always been like that, but through coaching and through getting to know the community, it's definitely brought out the, the you know, best parts of me. That's so cool. I love that. And yes, always wanting to learn, like being, even with everything that you have already, you know, you are um, CrossFit level three and, and that is, you know, and you've been to the CrossFit games on a team twice, right? And, and there's so much stuff that you've done, but you still want to, to learn from other people. And that is very important. Yeah, gosh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, big time. And whenever you um, hurt your ACL, well, com- you completely tore it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. What, 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 like, what movement or what were you doing that, that caused that injury? So um, very typical of ACL, my foot was stuck in position and I rotated. So my, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound goosebumps. Yeah, I was, uh, I, I was skiing on very overtuned skis. And I've been a skier since I was about three years old. So I'm, I'm like, if there's one thing I know how to do, it's ski. Um, and I'd been falling over all day because these skis were just like, they were taking me for a ride. I wasn't taking them for a ride. Uh, so I, I had come to a stop on a slope and my bottom ski I just let it slide down it just caught an edge and I just spun and twisted down down the hill um but my my foot kind of stayed in place just long enough for me to hear crack um and my ACL was torn and then um about about six months later I would say I had it reconstructed and what they did is they took a piece of my hamstring doubled it up and then just crossed it through my knee so uh it's it was funnily enough it was it's been functional since the rehab, uh, since mm-hmm. the reconstruction, but it was never a hundred percent. So I got to CrossFit and started training CrossFit when it was probably, it had, I, I'd, I'd well and truly recovered from the surgery. It had probably been about a year, um, but it was only ever like 60 or 70% better. Like it was always a little bit, it was just, I never got full range of motion. It was always, I was always a bit lopsided, but as soon as I started CrossFitting, it took it to a hundred percent. So within about nice. six months, and then in the few years you know following that it was i've got full range full use like occasionally i just can't sit on my knees properly but otherwise like crossfit was the best thing for my knee wow that is see that's one thing too that um that i have now that you have said this story it kind of puts everything together because we were just talking about this before but you have like a a complete other profile with you holding up signs that like (laughs) Kind of, it's like common sense type of stuff, but like simple education for people. And um, it's the like most- me yelling, but yeah. via sign. <laughs> <laughs> like I always joke that if you read the sign, you have to read it in like Will Ferrell yelling voice. Yeah, right. and it's funny because your face is so like you're so um, just sad, yeah. yeah, you're not making any expression. But with all these things, it seems as if, and I agree with this 100. percent um, and whenever we get into it or we come through an injury or something happens, um, maybe not even as extreme as a complete tear in an ACL, but maybe just some discomfort somewhere, um, we tend to like let that injury stop us. Um, and then even if you continue to push yourself, um, then we rely on the aspect of putting on a strap or a belt or something like that and thinking that it helps because it feels better because of compression instead of stopping slowing down fixing this imbalance that we have and fine-tuning those little you know muscles and the stability muscles and all that stuff and then going back and then climbing your way back up again Mm, yeah well i think you know there's so many products and things that you can buy with crossfit and i certainly did this when i first started um if there's a if there's something someone sells you think it's something you need right like you think it's something that you must have in order to 
do what you're doing to do this thing called CrossFit. Plus, we all like to buy things for ourselves. <laughs> all right. So we all buy, yeah, right. We all buy the gear. And then, um, yeah, I just think over time you start realizing that the gear is not, you know, it's not doing something that your body can't do. It's, it's just becoming assistance, right? It's becoming a prop in a sense. Um, a useful prop if you are, you know, testing a wonder at max snatch or wonder at max back squat, like it can be very, very helpful. Um, but for everyday training, it does kind of rob us of a little bit of a stimulus in order to, you know, get the most out of our core and get the most of our stability and, and all the things that our body is meant to do that if we, if we add in those props constantly, we definitely miss out on um, that stimulus. Yes, absolutely. Was there something always triggers something? Something always triggers triggers us to do something, to say something, or, or even post something. So what was it that kind of made you make that specific post for you know for everyone to see? Like did something happen or the bouts don't fix backs? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it was something that another person had posted something similar and I really liked it. And what the, one thing that I have noticed, especially with the new group of people that I'm coaching, um, I've been doing a bunch of online coaching, which has been so fun because a lot the gyms are closed here. The gyms have been closed since March. They're, they're going to be closed until probably October. That's when we're hoping, fingers crossed. Oh, wow. Gonna be um, so Melbourne is an extremely strict lockdown at the moment. Um, wow, that's the rest crazy. Of Australia, yeah, the rest of Australia is not so bad. But anyway, okay. obviously a lot of our training is shifted online and I've just decided to make this big push towards getting people to be coached by me. Um, mm. And for me, it's not about the programming. The programming isn't anything special. It's just CrossFit programming. Like there's, yeah. there's not much that sits apart, you know, other crossword programming from mine because it's constantly varied functional movement at high intensity. Like it's the yes. same thing, you know, everyone's <laughs> doing CrossFit. It's not that unique, but what's right, different, right. I just wanted to be able to coach people and help people and actually have them sending me videos and photos and giving me, you know, questions and, and actually doing that one-on-one stuff that you get with a coach in the class. Yeah. Um, so I've had a ton of people send me videos and what I'm realizing is there are, a huge percentage of people are wearing lifters and sleeves and belts and wraps for every single session that they do every single lifting session, every single workout. And while they look super cool because they're sparkly or they've got cool colors, <laughs> or they've got a logo, whatever it is, uh-huh. um, man, Hey, I need you to take all that gear off. Like you need to get rid of it, take it all off. And then maybe we'll reintroduce it later on the track, but give me like three months of nothing, at least three months of nothing. And then, then you can bring it back. Yes, maybe you're going to have to go a little bit lighter for a while, but that should tell you something. If you can't lift that weight without that belt, then we have a problem. So I've had a lot of people strip off all the gear. So it's like, you know, just get rid of everything. Um, And I think that's a big part of why I was like, hey, belts aren't going to magically fix things for you. Don't rely on them. Um, Get your your back to be the belt, you know, get your your muscles and core and things to stabilize your spine. That's what we really want. That's what we really need to be functional in this world. Yes, oh, yeah. absolutely. And it's, it's just like you said, beautiful word, functional, because you are not going to be carrying, you're not going to be having a belt on whenever you have to, if someone exactly. falls down, you know, or you got to pick something up that's heavy or something at an instant yeah. moment where you got to do something. Yeah. So you got to like, pick it up and you're like, seconds, I'm going to go find my belt. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me. That's why you just got to always have it on. You got to put it underneath yeah, and just, put the shirt over it. <laughs> part of you. But that is, uh, it's very true. And through my experience, I have, um, so I, I served in the, in the military for four years and I, we, I was a paratrooper. So we jumped out of the airplanes, 
but the the impact that you make um the impact that you make whenever you hit the floor really does a lot of damage to your knee joints so yes. so it caused a lot of pain and i would go to the gym and i would put on the sleeves right or the knee sleeves or whatever and i did it and in the lifts it would make me feel okay obviously because that's what they're that's what they're meant to do mm-hmm. and they're meant to help you out a little bit you know and but I noticed whenever like I took them off and I would do other things, like it would just, it would begin to hurt more. So I'm like, okay, like this should be helping me so that it could help my knee joint recover as I'm still doing a lift. But then it's, it's really, it is, it stabilizes, but then it's not because then when you take it off and you do a certain lift or that lift you know, that you've done with sleeves on or whatever you're using, um, just like you said, the, the joint and the ligaments and all the things that are attached in that joint don't know how to do a functional lift without compressing, you know, without that sleeve. So whenever you take it off, it's just different. It doesn't know what to do, you know? And and it's, I think it's very important to work without yeah. those things, like you said. It's kind of funny because you think it's so minor, like, you know, hey, maybe it changes the movement a small amount. Mm-hmm. But you think of the number of reps that you do and the amount of weight that you move. Like, there's a lot of time under tension. There's a lot of load. There's, there's a lot of distance that you're covering by just moving that joint so many times. So it, mm-hmm. it really adds up. And I had a very similar experience recently. I have had issues with my wrists, and I had been wearing wrist straps. Um, like, that was probably one of the only staples that I tend to use a lot, wrist straps. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I I'm having all these problems and it, it meant that every time we did handstands or handstand walking or even push-ups and burpees, I would have to warm up my wrists and they were just achy and tight and sore. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And what I decided to do was just take my wrist straps off for a while and, and just see how they went. And I ended up not wearing my wrist straps at all because what happened was I'd realized that with the wrist straps, I was being really lazy with all my lifting because I would just rely on them to tell me when the end of range, like the end of range was for me overhead or with snatches or whatever. And I've been doing majority of my lifting now without wrist straps and my wrists are like so much better. I'm actually almost mind blown that this keeps happening to me. I'm like, of course, (laughs) like get the body to do it instead of relying on, you know, these things that are going to control you your joints right um, but this is so much better now and i wish that i'd you know not been wearing the wrist straps for the year or two that i was so yeah it's amazing how that happens that's so funny it's, i think it's crazy whenever these things because they're there to help you know obviously same thing with those straps that you can wrap around a bar so you can kind of lift heavier weight or whatnot it's the yeah, stuff that, yeah. yeah so like but then that takes away from your grip strength so it's like yeah, th- there's so much like ifs and that's and this and that. And it's, I think just like you said, you just need to once what I have learned and I, I also coach people too, not like specifically in CrossFit, but I just help people, you know, with their uh, health and fitness goals. But um, whenever you give someone knowledge of something, they can use that with whatever they need to. So if you yeah, share a self-experience or science uh, with, you know, on to someone, your client or even to somebody and they have the option to use it or not, you know? And I yeah. think that, so like if people are listening and they're like, oh man, they say never use this and that, this and that, but they have some sort of issue where they have to use it, you know, cause those things do help. But, um, oh, yeah. you know, whenever you understand what it is and how you're using it and if you really need it or not, then you're going to have control and power over your lifts and, and yeah. over your health overall. It's certainly not black and white. There are no absolutes. There's no right or wrong. I think people just have to test both and figure out what is working for them and what's not working for them. Sometimes the things we think are working for us are working against us. So it's a matter of just testing and trialing it. There's nothing wrong with wearing belts. And I still wear a belt. I still wear lifters. What I try to do is save it for percentages that are above 85% most of the time or even 
ex, you know, experiment and see how much I can do without wearing anything. Yes. And then I will wear things. And then if my back is playing up, I will wear about, you know, so it's not like a hard rule of never wear anything. It's just a matter of knowing when you need it and when you, perhaps you don't need it. So it shouldn't yes. be all or nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And one thing I want to know from you too, uh, because everything that, that you do is like so powerful within your industry and what you like to do. What is it that that CrossFit or functional training, what is it that it gives you specifically? What do you gather? Like what do you grasp from this? So I think a big part of my progress, especially as a coach, has been that I have just really realized that my I was put on this planet to help people. Um, so that's my that gives me the ability to do that. That's my expression of like my purpose. Um, so that, that's why it feels so powerful. And, and also it feels so, I don't want to say effortless. Like there's a lot of effort that I put in, but it, it comes yes. easily. I really enjoy the process and it's something that I'm always diving into and I'm always curious about. And like I said, I'm, I'm trying to always be a student. So it's something that I really enjoy. Um, that is probably more on my professional development side, like as a coach, as someone who helps people, but even personally, coaching people and doing CrossFit has just taught me how to really love and appreciate my body and what I can do. Um, and that's been so, so integral to me as a person to build my confidence and um, my self-esteem and my body image and, you know, like being a, being a woman and learning to lift and being strong and feeling that, like that is, that is really powerful. And I think anyone would agree with that, you know, male yes. or female. Um, but man, like something about that just really changed things in such a positive way for me because I was insecure about a lot of things and I still am, but man, just knowing that I can always fall back on, on having confidence that I can do stuff. Like I can lift things. I can, I can look after myself. I can, you know, I, there's nothing that really challenges me physically because I can do all the things. Um, and something is really, something really incredible comes out of that for you as a person. So yeah, That's I love so that. Cool. Yes, I love, and I agree uh, like a thousand percent, man. I always say, and it's funny because one day I'm going to look back to all the episodes. And I'm going to listen to every single one of them. And I always say this, especially when I talk to a, uh, another female coach or athlete or CrossFit athlete or you know, powerlifter or whatever. Whenever, I think females, whenever they figure out or jump out of their comfort zone enough to, to touch weights and lift weights and not be scared to lift heavy weight, Whenever a female is able to do that and believe that they can do it and consistently show up to that because they love it and it feeds their body, a, a female who, who lifts weights, who takes time to, to do fitness and stuff like that, I think that's like the superhero of, of today and for always because women can do – they tend to deal with so much. You know, there's so much stuff that comes hormonally. You know, you give birth and there's so much crazy stuff. In, in a female body that happens and then on top of that you give them a barbell like that is you know, I feel like that's crazy you know and I agree yeah, with you yeah, so true. yeah yeah I think there's a really big shift I mean look everybody wants to be healthy and fit but a lot of people are striving towards this idea of being thin or this idea of looking a certain way in order to meet some kind of you know arbitrary beauty standard which is right. a bullshit standard absolutely you trip over into I just want to get strong like I want to live to get strong or I want to do this fitness to be better at this thing and it suddenly becomes this uh physical accomplishment rather than an appearance or aesthetic accomplishment 
that's such different things. And it's, it's a really amazing transition to see someone shift into that mode of like, I just want to be better. Like I want to be better. I want to be able to do these things. And it's just, it's a really cool thing to witness. Exactly. Like you said, it's building like complete superheroes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy. And, and yes, I, I agree with that too. It's, um, I, I used, whenever CrossFit first came out, I was in, um, I think I was in high school, like senior year or junior year of high school. But when it came out, I was, um, it was, it was funny to me. Right. And this is long ago, whenever I thought, you know, you're a teenager, you know, everything, but you, um, <laughs> it was something funny to me. Like, Oh, those aren't real pull-ups or this is not how you do that. Like what, it, what, like, how could you hold a bar over your head? Like, what is that going to do? You know, stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. um, and then whenever we're, whenever I got into the military, um, someone, a, a good friend of mine now still, he showed me what this stuff was. And whenever I got into it, it was more my training whenever I was younger going in, it was more on like, I need to get bigger. I need to, you know, my aesthetic needs to change. I need to get a six pack. I need to have a big chest or big shoulders or whatever. And then whenever I went into the military, everything was so performance oriented. You got to perform, perform, get faster, stronger, be able to carry someone, pick something up or carry a lot of equipment. So whenever I got into performance training, it changed everything. It changed mentality, mindset, performance. It changed how I view myself overall. And just like you said, and coming from a guy as well, you know, it's, um, you are, I feel like it's the same for like female and male. Whenever you do something like performance orientated as in like you get stronger in one week than you were the last week or you you crush a lift or you jump higher on a box like that is so much more fulfilling I feel like yeah 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 it's hard work right it's hard work and I don't think that training to look a certain way isn't hard work but there's something that comes with doing the functional stuff that you just yeah you feel like a badass you just feel like a badass (laughs) Cool. Yeah, you do. <laughs> no, seriously. So what was, um, how was your time going to the CrossFit Games? How, how was all that? Yeah. So, uh, the first year that I went was 2015 and that was by accident. Um, <laughs> by accident? We, we, we had a team and a very small affiliate and this was back when you could only put together a team from within an affiliate. You oh, know, prior. right. Prior to having super teams or combining people from different gyms. Right. Uh, It was also when there were six people teams, six person teams. So we had a team qualify for regionals in Australia. Six people, um, a funny combination of people, some new new CrossFitters, some older CrossFitters. Um, We're all pretty young and we qualified for regionals in about 24th, uh, 24th out of 30 teams that qualified. So, you know, kind of bottom of the pile. Still good though. Yeah, rocked up and day one started to just move up the leaderboard and uh, realized that we were very different as individual athletes, but complemented each other very well as team athletes. Um, And we also were all very good on the floor. So being a good team in practice is very different to being a good team on the competition floor when you're under that pressure. Mm -hmm. The pressure tends to bring out the best or the worst in people. So, um, you know, you can can literally see teams drop like flies that don't do well under pressure. So we happened to do very well. We combined and gelled really well. We had an awesome group of people. We were there to just have fun. A, A big part of it was the fact that we had very little expectations on us. We were kind of the underdogs. So no one was expecting anything. So come day two, we were in like top five. And then by the Ooh. final day, the end of the final day, we were in third place and took took a spot to go to, uh, this was when the games were in Carson. So uh, yeah, it was just like a total surprise, um, but it was awesome. And then obviously headed over to California to compete. Um, 
And I, you know, it's funny. I don't remember where we came. Like, I don't know where we finished. I don't think we were near the top. We had a couple of good finishes, um, <laughs> but what an experience. Like it was, wow. it was just unreal. It was so cool competing. Uh, and then the yeah. second, so I went again last year in 2019, mm. very different experience because I was part of a super team. So it was okay. like, you know, 2015 was like a, Oh, we qualified. Whoops. Um, amazing experience. <laughs> and then the team disbanded after that. The team separated out. Oh no. Like it was, you know, we were never there to compete and qualify. We were there because we loved it and had fun and, and everyone kind of went their own separate ways. So we didn't end okay. up staying together. Uh, although one of the girls has since been to the games as an individual twice uh, yeah. or maybe three times, Courtney Haley. So she's one of our Australian uh, athletes. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, she's awesome. So she was on our team. That was that was her intro to CrossFit competition. Um, so awesome. So that was really cool. Yeah. And then um, last year was, yeah, totally different. So last year, everything was different in terms of the rules. We didn't have regionals. We now have sanctionals. We also didn't have six-person teams. It's now four-person teams. And you can oh combine anyone from any gym anywhere around the world. So t- just totally different. And I was gunning for individual. Like this has been... Uh, it had been probably a four-year lead-up from pretty much from the 2015 games through till last year. Last year was the year for me that like I was going to go individual. It was going to be my first time really competing at a high-level competition as an individual. I'd always done team. Mm-hmm. And uh, last minute, probably two weeks out from Sanctionals, which is um, in a town just south of Sydney in Australia, really okay. amazing competition that used to be the regionals and has since become a sanctioned event. So run right. incredibly by a guy called Mick Shaw who runs cross CFX in Sydney. It's just an awesome competition. Okay, um, cool. And two weeks out, I'd been planning on going individual. It was happening. It was like my year. And then Rob Forte gives me um, a text message. I'd been training. He's been coaching me for about three years now. And he'd been, I've been training at his gym and he sent me a message being like, Hey, um, we've just lost one of our girls. And I wanted to offer the spot to you. If you don't want to take it, I totally understand. I know you want to go individual. Um, if you don't take it, that's cool. We're just going to come on as coaches. We're not going to compete. It's, and it was just going to be fun for them anyway, because they had a team of, it was Rob Forte, James Newbury, Maddie Sturt, and another girl called Caitlin Benzel, who was who had just started qualifying for the games that year. So nice. she'd already qualified through the Open. So she just decided to withdraw at the last minute. Okay. So anyway, initially, my first reaction to the super team of games athletes, you know, they're all just like, they've been around <laughs> the game scene for so long, the right. veteran, like, I'm like, yeah, I text Rob back and I'm like, oh, I'm not really sure. Let me think about it. I kind of want to compete as an individual. <laughs> right. And I called up my mentor. I called up my mentor and um, I was like, look, this is this is something I've been building up to for a long time. I really want to do individual. Like, I've been preparing for a really long time for this. Um, I've put in so much work. What do I do? Like, would you join the team? Would you go individual? And he was like, Kate, are you kidding me? People would pay to be on this team. Like you have a real shot at going to the games. Are you insane? And I was like, it is not to send straight into me. And I called Rob the next day being like, I'm in, put me in coach. Like put me in the team. I'll do anything. (laughs) And uh, that was the end of that. I was put in the team we had four people it was an awesome team i was terrified uh but we won regionals and qualified for the games headed over the games um that was a very interesting experience in itself but it was awesome being in madison i loved that it was so cool to see it compared to california yeah um and yeah that was like those were my two very different experiences of um qualifying and competing at the games. so wow uh, but it's been really cool because you know CrossFit has just evolved so much so it yeah. was it was awesome to be a part of it 
Dang. Well, what a journey for both of those. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, yeah, that's nuts. Uh, so, okay. So are you going to pursue the individual now or still, or is that like a dream that's you have still? Plan. Um, it's been a bit of a funny year. Like, and I always come yeah, off the back sure. of competitions feeling like a little bit like, ah, I'm like, I'm just going to take a break. I'm going to chill. Like it's whatever. And I, I yeah. definitely lose motivation. Um, and I, I'm very good with teams because I'm very good at pushing for other people. Um, I'm not as good at, at finding that drive for myself. Okay. Um, so at the moment, I'm not super competitive. Like I've kind of been cruising. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I am super excited for the Open next year. And I know that there are the two sanctioned events um, in Australia. There's one in March and one in May, hopefully, <laughs> that I would yeah. definitely be trying to qualify for. So we'll just see how that goes. Like, um, yeah, it's funny. I'm, I've definitely shifted a little bit in my mentality since, I, since last year. Like the build-up to last year was just a very long build-up for me. Okay. Um, there was a lot of work that I put into that and I've, I've probably just as a person shifted from, from where I was then. Um, and not in a bad way. It's certainly been like, there's been a lot of growth, but, um, yeah, I just have to kind of get back into that point or into that position where I want to be really uncomfortable in training and I want to hurt and I want to accomplish those goals. Um, so I just have to figure out if that's, if that is, you know, what I'm going for right now or not. Yeah. And I haven't really decided because there's no rush in the moment. So I'm just right. enjoying training, just trying to be consistent with everything being shut down and not putting any pressure on myself and just, yeah, just being a healthy, fit human being at the moment. So yeah, nice. a lot of those decisions will probably be made a little closer to the open. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, I'm pretty sure you're, you're definitely accomplishing the healthy, fit human being for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so since, and you, your gyms over there have been locked down since March. Yeah. We reopened for two weeks and then they locked us down again. Dang. So what was your transition? Like, what did you eventually, like, what was your, okay, no gym. This is what I'm going to do. Um, the first lockdown, the first half, I borrowed a bunch of equipment from the gym and I was just training outside my house in the driveway, um, which, which was fine. I definitely struggled through that. I don't enjoy training alone, um, which I don't think many people in CrossFit do because you CrossFit because you like to be with people. Um, so painful. yeah, it was, that was a, that was tough. It was a great challenge. Um, and then this lockdown has been very different because I have a friend of mine who trains at the gym who has uh, like a little rig with a pull-up bar and a handstand push-up wall and a set of rings. And I ro- roll up to his house every day, Monday to Friday at 3.45 and we train together. And we're following the There you program. go. Like that has just totally saved me this, this time. I've definitely been <laughs> much fitter through this quarantine. I've, I've enjoyed it a lot more. I've been more motivated. Like I don't always feel like training, but I'll always show up because I have to show up because Pat and I have agreed that I will show up. So yes, <laughs> I yes. always know he's training. So like, you know, that really pushes me. Um, so it's been really, really good to have that person, like just my little training buddy. And we, mm-hmm. I, every day I pull into his driveway I have to unload about 130 kilos worth of weight, which is like, it's like, I guess, maybe 250 or something pounds yeah, of weight. Yeah. How about I pull out my mats, I pull out my backpack, I pull up a hand, like everything. I have a gym that lives in my car and I have to unpack it. <laughs> and at the end of the day, we have to pack it all up. So it's definitely been a really fun ride. <laughs> That's so funny. I, um, almost same with me. I, uh, I run boot camps and I do like group trainings here locally at parks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had my own equipment. And when the lockdown happened, you know, we had no gym or nothing. Um, even, and I live in an apartment complex. So even our fitness yeah. center is shut down. All that stuff shut down. And um, so I started buying. And then all of a sudden, all this stuff became like scarce. Like there was no dumbbells, no plates. And then whenever people had them, 
like a, a, four, a 45 pound plate was like, you know, 200 bucks just for one of them. It's the same. It's so the it, same. Be- it became crazy. But then, um, you know, after a little bit of time, I started to find stuff finally and I started buying stuff and this and that. Then I bought a squat rack, but I had to have a place to put it. So I finally rented a garage here. And oh, uh, so now I have like my own, my own little thing right here, like my private studio, basically. Uh, and that's been the thing that has saved me big yeah. time throughout this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely, I live in a very small apartment at the moment and I'm looking to move next year and I'm like, must have a gym. I must have a gym. <laughs> There's no, that's a, that's a, a hard, like that's a, I must have a garage so that I can have a gym. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> if, I don't have, if I don't have a garage, like it's no, it's a no. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, very true. <laughs> I think garages weren't even made for cars. They're made for gyms. Oh, exactly. Like, I will be parking on the street, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know you have a garage. Like, no, I have yeah, a gym. Like, no, 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 no. That's not a garage. <laughs> you don't know. You me. got it all wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you spell garage G-Y-M. That's how you spell yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, we've, you know, we've talked about, you know, your CrossFit stuff, your coaching, training overall and everything, how it makes you feel, what you love about it. What, uh, let's go into like your whole nutrition world now. So mm. you, you're a part of the method now stuff. So like, what is it that you, uh, that, that all this stuff consists of? What, what do you kind of gather from nutrition? What do you get from it? Um, something that's been really interesting actually has been, so the way that we do the coaching through the method is we have weekly check-ins. So every single person that I work with, I check in with every single week and I see if they're tracking their macros, I see every single thing that they've eaten. I see all the numbers. I see all the food choices. They make daily notes about oh their gosh, sleep, scary. about their water, about training. Yeah. It's like, it's very, and it's funny. It's very intimate and personal, you know, like you become, yeah. you, you tell everything coach and I, I see so much about their day-to-day lives mm-hmm. um so it becomes a very personal thing and and like I think everyone who's a coach or a, in fitness or CrossFit has experienced and felt that talking about nutrition is actually really hard like it's a very it hard is. thing hard topic to broach yes. um, because it's so personal so people can become defensive or people can be you know protective of what they're doing they don't want to be judged and 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 right. it's been really interesting to be in this space where someone is deliberately looking for someone to look at what they're doing and and to be held accountable and to be judged you know in a sense so it's definitely been interesting to have this side be available to me with people where people are really willing to talk about things and they want to fix things and they open up about what they find challenging because food tends to be really challenging for a majority of us and we have a lot of psychology around food that's really interesting and very hard so it's definitely been um really amazing to see the challenges that people face on a day-to-day basis and then the other side of that is it's been empowering for me to realize that we are all going through the same thing (laughs) we are honestly like we are all struggling in exactly the same way and I feel more confident in myself because I know that the things that I find hard everybody finds hard and we are all like in the same boat and it's just none of us are unique none of us are unique in our struggles as much as we think we are as much as we think we're alone we're not we're not special we all struggle with the same things and and it is really hard and it's hard to be consistent and to make the right choices and we have lots of ups and downs and i think something that i have really gained from coaching is this um this access to seeing that side of things where I do see so many people and I realize that there's all these things that we're all doing and you're not alone. Um, everyone finds it hard and, and the ways that we can be successful is not by trying to, you know, necessarily change everything, but make really small consistent change just with our day to day basic 
things that we're doing with regards to the food that we're eating or the time we're going to bed. It's, it's these little tiny things. And if you can fall in love with the process of focusing on those little things each day and not being worried about the big picture stuff, not being worried about things that worry you or concern you or like the number on the scale or whatever that yeah. thing that might be that might be sitting in the back of your brain, you're worried about that. Um, you know, you can really make some incredible change. So it's been very, very cool to do nutrition coaching because it just, it, it was, it was very different to CrossFit coaching. It was a very different feeling and it's um, really taught me a lot. It is so personal. I, I love that you, I love that you said it that, that way you did too. It's, um, it is very personal and it's, it's emotional. You are, you know, you're jumping into someone's life. There's reasons why we eat what we eat. Sometimes we emotionally eat. Sometimes we are, we don't eat, you know, because of something. Or maybe we are, you know, we have an eating disorder or, you know, we just, some people don't want to say certain things because they feel like they're stupid because they don't understand what it is that their body needs or whatnot. And then you also have like people who want a meal plan that completely drastically changes their entire life so that whenever they go through it for two weeks, that they break and they fall off and they go back to cravings and their lifestyle again. And, um, but it's very nutrition is always a touch. See, I always thought I was alone with stuff like that. It was like, uh, you know, talk about nutrition with other people, especially not with like other coaches or whatnot, but like people who are mm. getting vulnerable and sharing that with you. Like, this is what I had for, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, or, or even if you're logging it, they're logging it. You can see it. Um, it gets very personal, you know, and it's, um, they do feel kind of, you know, shy or embarrassed or whatnot. But, uh, and one thing that I have enjoyed that I didn't think before was I thought people had to make a life change. Now I thought you had to follow a nutrition plan that will get you, you know, under or getting you to your goals faster or, um, changing your life right then and there. But as I've been doing what I've been doing for the amount of time that I've done it for, you know, I figured out that the people don't need this, you know, overnight change or in a week change or this meal plan with these specific numbers and only these specific foods. People need to understand what these macros are, what these micros are, what how everything comes together. And just like how you said, enjoy the process and make these simple changes every day and, mm -hmm. and be patient with it. That is powerful, especially in your food, because you don't need to make these drastic changes. You just slowly need to incorporate new things, take away this or take away that and add this and small little baby changes every single day. And, yeah, and exactly. big, big progress comes your way for sure. Yeah, the things that are effective are the things that you can sustain. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what diet you're doing. If you, if you can't sustain it, then you can't sustain the, res the results, whether those results are how much you weigh or your health markers or your performance markers. It's like, they, in order to sustain them, you have to be able to sustain the lifestyle that produced them. And if you can't do that beyond, you know, a six-week or eight-week challenge, then we have a problem. And it's not to say that those challenges aren't effective. They work, man. They work. They do what they're meant to do. Um, and sometimes that a catalyst for people to make really great big change in their life. And so I definitely I love when people have had really positive results. However, it is really hard to also see people that have done that and then ultimately either gone backwards or regained the weight or felt really crappy again or haven't had the changes 
be as consistent as they thought they were going to be. So, um, yeah, like you said, sometimes the eating is not about the eating. The eating is about what the person is doing um, and how much they understand about the food and how much they understand about their own habits and why they're doing the things they're doing. So you, you get into the food and then you realize that you're talking about how they deal with stress or how they deal with trauma or how they deal with, you know, anything happening in their lives or the history of their lives. You know, it's like you're dealing yes. with a lot. So yes. um, yeah. It becomes definitely um, tricky territory, but um, yeah, with, with a little bit of education and understanding and like you said, my God, patience, the whole lot of patience and realizing it doesn't have to be, you know, the things that you think. It doesn't have to be certain macros. It doesn't have to be certain rules. It doesn't have to be a whole 30. It doesn't have to be paleo. It's, it's just whatever version works for you consistently over the next 30, 40, 50, however long you're planning on being on this planet, like that's what will work. Um, so the small changes, like it really is. It, and it's, I think people underestimate them sometimes. They want to make the big change. That's the stuff that sells. That's the sexy stuff in the, in the fitness industry. Um, but it's also the, the one of the things that I hate about, you know, just diet culture on the whole is that it's one of the only products where you will buy it. And if it fails, you get bl- blamed. Like you're, you're the reason it failed, not the product. And I think if we can switch to looking at, hey, it's not you. If you can look at whatever the change was that you made and realize that maybe that wasn't the version that works for you and you need to do something smaller or maybe something different or maybe trial something else and and you're just running a series of experiments to see what works for you better you're not the problem it's just figuring out what works for you like i think that can help people continue to progress rather than feel like they're hitting the accelerator they're just crushing life and then all of a sudden they crash and you have to restart all over again it's like no you're just learning like you just learned something about yourself so now next time around, you, you're going to learn something else. You, you're constantly learning. Like there is, there's no end point to this. You are just forever on this journey of figuring it, figuring yourself out. So you're not at fault. Oftentimes it's the diet. Oftentimes it's the thing that you tried to change. It just wasn't the right thing. And, and you're just figuring it out. That's so. If anyone grabbed anything from this episode, this, the last two minutes that you just went hammering out, girl, <laughs> that is probably the most, like the juicy part of this whole thing. <laughs> That was that is so dead spot on with everything you just said. I the, the biggest thing I enjoyed everything you said was awesome. The biggest thing was, you know, the sustain the sustainable progress you will keep, you know, with a sustainable sustainable lifestyle, right? So like if you, gosh, everything you said was awesome. It was like so like spot on. <laughs> it's and I feel like so many people struggle with that. So many people struggle with this didn't work for me. This didn't work for me. This didn't work for me. And hey, it's cool, man. It's just exactly what's going to happen. Like if you have went through three failures this, this month or these past two months and they were all nutrition based, you're on the right track because that means that yeah. you are trying. You, you didn't, you failed one time and you went again and you failed again and then you went again. Yeah. That means you are progressively trying to find what it is that your body is looking for. Something my dad used to tell me, I used to do sales. So I've had a history of odd jobs and I did sales for a little while. Um, And something my dad always said to me is you want people to say no. You want people to tell you no. You want people to slam the door in your face because every no that you get, you are one more no closer to a yes. So you thank those people for saying no, because you're about to get a yes. Like it's, it's a numbers game. It's the same thing with your diet or your habits or whatever you're doing. Every time it doesn't work, that's cool because now you've just figured out the thing that's not working for you. If you can investigate that and figure out what it was that didn't work rather than just be like, I'm a failure. I suck. I'm the worst at this. It's like, no, hang on. Just 
Look at what you did. Reflect. Be more critical about what you're doing. What worked for you? What didn't work for you? If you were to do it again, what would you do, do, do differently? There's the learning piece. Take that. Move forward with that. Knock on the door. See if you get a yes or a no. You're one more closer to a yes if you get another no. So it's a, it's a, it's a progress thing. Failure is, is learning. Yes. Absolutely. That's like the only, that's the best way that you can view failing or the best way you can, lo- you can use a, a setback or, a, or an obstacle in life or whatever it is that is coming your way, you know? Uh, and especially with food, just like we've been talking about for the past few minutes, it's very um, personal, it's private, um, you know, it, it's, it gets emotional at times. And um, as long as you are just trying to, you know, see what it is that your body's trying to find and, and yeah. you are just finding your angle and, the, and then, I feel like you're never, and this might just be like, I guess, too dramatic or whatnot, but you are, you're not going to find exactly what your body needs because I feel like we are const, like constantly changing as human beings, as, as you right now. In 20 years, the same nutrition lifestyle I have right now might not work for me. In 30 exactly. years, yeah, 40 years, it might not work for me then. In 50, 60 years, I might have to take a lot of stuff away. I might not, who knows? Well, I plan to live to 100, but, you know, it, <laughs> I, I might not be able to do certain things or, or whatever the case may be, but whatever I find out today that works for me today might not work in the next 30, 40 years because then my, my hormones change, my lifestyle change, my activity level changes, all these things begin to change. So it's a constant journey, just like you said, which was awesome as well. It's a constant journey and process to finding what your body needs every single day. Yeah, and you're never always going to get it right. Like, in fact, you you are going to screw up. There are going to be many screw ups. So it's not about being doing the right thing better. It's about when you screw up, know how to screw up better, know how to learn from that better. Because it's going to happen. It happens for everybody. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter if you're the healthiest person on the planet. It doesn't matter if you're Matt Fraser. Like, you screw <laughs> up. You do that. We are like, it's literally part of life. Like, it's yep. part of the human condition. We just mess up. We we just make mistakes. That's how you learn. You get. You have to be into the putting those uncomfortable situations, and and that's where you grow. Like, that's where all the magic stuff is. So yeah, yes. throughout your life, like plan on or not plan but expect expect to make mistakes expect that you're going to mess up expect they're going to be screw ups and know how to screw up better yes oh my gosh that i could talk about that stuff all day that that yeah. everything you've been saying was outstanding girl outstanding i've enjoyed having you on the show i'm very um almost 100% sure every person listening has grabbed some amazing value from everything that you just shared with all of us um yeah for, for anyone right now who is, uh, you know, wanting to, you know, find some help or whatnot, or maybe just get some questions answered, where's like the best place for people to reach out to you and find you? I love talking to people on Instagram. That's probably the best place. So see if Kate, um, or if you want to go and see the signs, it's CrossFitter with sign. Um, that's just a fun one. She's an imposter. Don't believe anything she says. Um, so yeah, all through Instagram really is where I do everything. I'm, I'm planning on getting a website set up at some point, but I'm pretty slow with technical things like that. Um, so at the moment, it's all through Instagram. Awesome. 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 Yeah. So if anyone wants like a quicker route, you can just check like the show notes too. We'll put her, her uh, Instagram handle and all that stuff to her directly uh, in the show notes as well. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, if you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode or you have maybe related to Kate or you have, you know, just found something within this episode, 
and you know that someone else can grab value as well, all we ask is you simply share it out to your best friend, your gym buddy, your mom, dad, anyone that who could grab value from this episode and, and just share some love. Uh, the more people we can get to listen to these episodes, y'all, the more lives we can all change together. But today, we had an amazing guest speaker, Kate Gordon, and you know who I am, your host, Coach Matt. And like usual, y'all, get out there, train hard. Live strong. Yeah. All right, everybody. <laughs> Bye. You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode of guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace. <laughs>